Great is your faith. I would define faith as I desire something and I believe God wants to give it to me if he so wills. So I I want something and so therefore I believe God actually wants to give it to me if he so wills. One, one story that captures this that's pretty fun, probably familiar with, is the story and perseverance of Rudy. In 1972, Daniel Rudy Rudiger, he wanted to play football at Notre Dame. That was his desire. And so he did everything he could to pursue that, except that his grades from high school were so low that he couldn't get into Notre Dame. And so he applied to nearby Holy Cross College, and it was there he learned that the reason he struggled is because he, was, he battled dyslexia. But that didn't stop him. No, no label stopped him. But he kept persevering. He kept going. And on his fourth try, he made it into Notre Dame. He then wanted to be on the football team. So he, he, he tried out, and they're like, well, thanks for trying out. However, we'll put you on the scout team, which is, you know, they kind of do the other team's play so that the varsity can play against them. And so he was on the practice squad for two years. And then finally, the last game of the the senior year, the coach decided to put him in for the last three plays. And on the last play of the game, he sacked the quarterback. And the team hoisted him up on their shoulders, and he was the first player ever to be carried off the field with Notre Dame football. We all love an underdog. We love love a fighter. We love somebody who, who doesn't take no, but perseveres. And it's like, it's like we, we love Rudy because it's like, I, I want to be like him. I want to I push through and accomplish the goals. I want to I receive the desires that, that are on my heart. And, but it's not just the desire, but it's, you know, Rudy's, his daily choice to persevere, to do the workouts, even when we're not receiving what we want. Our gospel story today with Jesus and this Canaanite woman speaks of that that perseverance, that that invitation from God where he he wants to bless our faith. And so he encounters this woman. He's outside of Jerusalem. He's entire inside. And and so this woman is an outsider. She's not Israelite. She's not Jewish. But, But we have to recognize Jesus went there. Jesus went to her. Jesus actually initiated things. Jesus is the one who always initiates, who who reaches out, who who wants us, who who comes to meet us where we are. Now, she sees this Jesus guy and says, you can help me. I want something from you. I I have this desire. Remember how last week I spoke about how Peter had a desire to walk on water because Jesus had put that desire there in order to lead him to Jesus. Remember that? So similar idea that this woman has this desire for her daughter to be healed because God put that desire there because he wants wants to fulfill it. But then something odd happens. It says... Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus gives her the silent treatment. 
we ever gotten that from God? God, I thought you wanted this good stuff from me. God, I'm trying. I'm, I'm doing my part, and all I get is crickets. It's very frustrating. And even the disciples are like, hey, get rid of her. She's not one of us. And, and Jesus even says, he adds to it, he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Oh, oh you're too busy for me. You're too busy helping everybody else. And here I am, struggling. Stinks. Feeling like God is too busy taking care of everybody else to give me what I need. But she recognizes Jesus. He's still the one that can help me. Like nobody else can help me. Yeah, I could walk away, but who else is going to help me? He's the one that can heal. He's the one that can give peace. He's the one that can save me. So she keeps asking. She's, she's undeterred. She says, Lord, help me. Do you remember last week when Peter said, Lord, save me? And it said, immediately, Jesus grabbed his hand and lifted him up. So this woman says, Lord, Lord, help me. And Jesus adds insult to injury and says, it's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. He basically calls her a, a dog. You know, it's like, God has nothing left good to share with me. He's, he's, he gives it to everybody else, but I'm just not worth it. I'm not good enough, apparently. You know, I see people, they're dating and they're happy, and I'm not. I see people who have all this success, they have a job, and I don't. People whose families are great, and mine's not. But this woman, is, she perseveres. She's like, you're the one that can help me. And I have this desire, and I'm going to keep going. She says, Lord, for even the, you know, even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table. They're masters. Like, I'll take anything. You're my master. That even the smallest scrap from you is, is more than enough for what I need. And, the woman, and then Jesus responds to the woman, great is your faith. That this whole time, he's doing multiple things. He's actually working with the woman to teach his disciples what faith really is. She becomes the example. He's basically saying, you need to have faith like she does. This outsider who, who is so humble and persevering that this is what I want for you. But for her too, he's, he, he's, he wants to help her the whole time. That, that, that the desire that was put there, God has a plan to answer it the whole time. And even when she, she comes to him, she asks, Lord, help me. All these things, the Lord's desire the entire time is to give her what is good, to answer her desires. It's the same for her as for us. That good stuff I desire, it's not just God's cruel trick to put that on my heart, but he has a plan to answer it. And, and, and this, this dragging out is, is not a drag, it's a stretching out. It's a, you know, and, and sometimes we're, we're not stretched unless we're forced to. It's like a, say you were in track and the coach said, okay, run a quarter mile. And you're like, okay. You'd run a quarter mile and then, and then you'd stop. But what if he said, okay, actually run two miles. 
I have a choice. But if I choose to, to, to push into that and be stretched further, what happens in that? Well, my, my, my muscles, my legs become stronger. I can actually become stronger and maybe even go further. That, that my lungs are stretched and grown. And, and my, my lungs they, they increase the capacity to receive oxygen. Then in a similar way, when the Lord stretches us in faith, when we don't get what we want right away, it's, it's not meant to squash our desires. It's meant to expand them. It's meant to enlarge my capacity to receive something good from the Lord. It's meant to stretch us. It's kind of like I, I want a new Newman Center more than ever because I've been wanting it for over 11 years. <laughs> you know, it's like... And, and how sweet it is when we get it. Like, when Rudy got in and got the sack and they carried him off, like, it was better than he could have imagined. That, that's what God wants for us. He wants to give us better than we can imagine. But the choice is up to us. Those, those little steps. Will, will I lean into the Lord when I'm not getting what I want? Can, can I persevere and I really think that, you know, we're in this new, different chapter than we've ever been. And what's great about it is it's not written yet. And I get to choose what I want to make of it. And, and what's going to happen is based on what I choose to do. And so maybe it's, you know what, I'm going to choose to go to Sunday Mass. Or if I'm not feeling well, I'll watch online. And I'm going to choose to pray five minutes every day, even if it's the most painful thing in the world. There was a student... A couple years back, she was sharing her testimony on the retreat, and she said, she's like, I really wanted to pray. I wanted a relationship with God. Father Matt's always talking about it. You know, like, I want, I want his peace. I want to hear his voice. And so she went to the chapel, and she literally took out her phone and set a timer for three minutes. <laughs> three minutes, like forever. Three minutes, bing, she left. She's like, I'm going to come back the next day. And that, and that was key, was it was every day. The next day, she came back three minutes. After about a week, she's like, you know what? The, the bell went off, and she stayed in the chapel another two minutes. And then after a couple more weeks, it was like 15 minutes. And after a while, it was, it was consistently just this, this longer extended period of time. And she's like, and then I started to hear his voice. But, but I didn't have the capacity to hear his voice. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to receive what he was wanted to do. But it, it took that time, it took that perseverance, that stretching to be able to receive the good things God wanted to give me. Every day is a new opportunity to choose to pursue the deepest desires in my hearts or to let them die. But God has put those desires there because he has a plan to fulfill them, to fill them to give us meaning and peace and happiness and fulfillment. In the 19th century in China, there was a man named Mark Ji Shansing. He was a doctor and he, he lived in a community of Christians. He was Christian. And along the way, he developed a stomach ailment. And so for medicine, he took some opium. But he didn't realize how addictive it was and he became addicted to the opium. And 
but he was, he's like, I, I can't be addicted to drugs. I need, so he, he would go to the priest for confession, and the priest would absolve him. But after a while, the, the, the priest, who didn't understand addiction either, is like, well, hold on a second. If you keep doing the same thing, well, clearly, then you must not want to change. If, if you're not being different, then clearly you must not want to be different, which, which is not true and not what a priest would say. Today, a priest would say, I'm glad you're here. Let's keep going together because you need God's grace more than anything. That's what this man knew. The priest said, until you stop, don't come to confession, don't go to communion, which, which is exactly what he needs, but that's another story. So, so he says, in humility, he's like, well, I know I need Jesus. He was undeterred. And so he continued to pray every day. He continued to go to Mass, but not receive communion. He did this for 30 years. As an addict. But in 1900, the, the Boxer Rebellion was happening in China, and they turned against foreigners and Christians. And so they came to his town and they rounded up all the Christians. They rounded him up with his son, his six grandchildren, his two daughters-in-laws, and, and, and some other people. And as, as they were leading them, dragging them to uh, execution, his, his grandson said to him, Grandpa, where are we going? And he answered, we're going home. And this man, Mark, he, he begged the captors he said, let me die last so that none of my family will have to die alone. And so he was a martyr and is now a saint who died addicted to opium away from the sacraments. There's a statue of him holding an opium pipe with his hand open, looking up to heaven recognizing that that's where his help is going to come from. That he's bringing his brokenness to God again and again and again. And it was that perseverance that made him a saint. See, our invitation from the Lord for our good is not perfection. He's the only one who's perfect. But it's perseverance by his grace. And so every day as we turn to the Lord and we do what we need to do, following the desires he's put on our heart, relying on his help, our faith too, one day, will also become great.